0: Welcome everyone. So today I thought we'd try to answer the question of where are the Akashic Records located? Where are they kept? And I think if you meet ten different people who have some connection to this field. Obviously, you know, not everyone is into the Akashic Records and not everyone really cares where they are. You will have ten different answers because obviously as we know, as you know, it's not a physical location, right? You can't take a train uh, or build a tunnel or descend or ascend uh, to a location called the Akashic Records, right? You can't press a button and say, oh, here is, uh, here is my uh, library card, right? I, I need to enter the, the Akashic Records. No one gives you a physical library card and you can't prove it. And it's very interesting because sometimes people, um, I think it depends on the way a person is. Uh, Sometimes people are very literal and take things very literally, right? No, it's a library, it exists. in the earth, or it exists in the field around the earth, and you must use this reader to access it. Everything else is uh, is f- fake, um, or, or whatever, right? You must find a reliable practitioner of soul realignment, otherwise, uh, you know, you won't get access. Um, and, of course, the reality is not so simple. But the truth is, right, the Akashic Records are outside our five sense perception. So it's not a location per se, Um, it's not somewhere you can go, somewhere you can visit, and it's not a physical place that you can travel to. So with this in mind, let's try to explore some answers as to where are the Akashic Records and kind of why is it even relevant to ask this question. Now, if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, I just wanted to introduce myself, so I'm Inga. I uh, started working with the Akashic Records, uh, I think about eight years ago. My first teacher was Anna Seis. Then I studied uh, soul realignment modality somewhat, um, and I also studied with um, Jill and Remy, uh, the twin flame healers, and uh, some other, uh, you know, healing practitioners of different modalities, um, including Dr. Sharon Forrest, who is retired now, and uh, uh, Reiki teachers, etc., etc. So, my knowledge of the Akashic records um, comes kind of from uh, the field where um, it's a modality that looks first into galactic origins. And that is a very structured modality where they teach you uh, to use the pendulum a lot and kind of to douse for um, answers um, that. Um are set, so you're kind of answering a set of questions. And then, of course, eventually this developed for me into just working with the records without the pendulum, right, following my guidance, more being able to hear that voice, the guidance of the teachers from from the Akashic Records. So I have worked with the Akashic Records for the past eight years with clients and for myself. And uh, besides the Akashic Records, I work with energy clearing, uh, energetic healing, past life healing, um, uh, embodiment, um, breath work, right, um, hypnosis, um, some journeying. I was going to say shamanic journeying, but it's it's not not really in the sense of in the sense of shamanism. But in the past few years, the earth connection and feminine practices have become really important um, for me. And I feel also the field of the Akashic Records is something that calls you into more and more development. So it never, you can never say, oh, now I've learned everything, right? And I know how to do things. Because the Akashic Records are a higher dimensional plane of existence and they are above our normal senses, actually above the level, the spiritual level, that most humans have reached or can reach in this lifetime. And so we access them through intermediaries, through guides. Because in in this purity, that field, you can only access it when you are no longer incarnated. I think all practitioners agree on that from different modalities. I think so, um, as far as I know. The, the, that, the records themselves, the field. I'm, go- I'm, just, I'm going to explain in a minute, right? In case you don't know what, what I mean by the field and by the records. Um, and so I have a website called Healing Radiance. Uh, it's healing-radiance.com. Um, where I also offer Akashic Record readings for clients and healing sessions that center very much about soul level healing, right, and those deeper um, core uh, questions. I uh, work also a lot with soul connections. I like to call them quantum relationships so these are twin flames and soulmates karmic connections and so on because they are very rich and uh, they help us grow Um, so that's my background aside from the healing business I used to work for um, the police as a civilian for almost 10 years uh, specifically in uh, civil enforcement, mostly related to money and uh, evictions, so kind of very, very much Lady Saturn quality. Um, and I I have a degree in international migration and um, a masters of philosophy in, in uh, languages. Um, so that that kind of. Uh, is the structure right the point of reference from which I'm going to address it and this is very important as well because when we have higher level information we inevitably translate it through our own prism through the words we know the experiences we had even the words we can find because it's not a book that is dropping down from heaven where information is the same for everyone when you are talking about psychic um, experiences, psychic um, revelations, right? Um, and again, the Akashic Records is not a regular psychic. The psychic is a very kind of broad, right, overarching word for everything, right? Right. So, clairvoyance and uh, feeling and seeing things and knowing things. And the Akashic Records is kind of that more specific pertaining to the electronic library, <laughs> electronic library, energetic library of our planet and of the universe. Um, and when we talk about these extrasensory experiences, whatever field you know they may be in, um, we have our own language, so it can be that two different readers or psychics see the same thing, but they can interpret it differently because they have their own mind, their own language, right? The How many words they know and what areas do these words come from? Maybe one of them read 20 books from, you know, one set of knowledge one school and the other read 20 books from a completely different school and so they will frame their answers in a particular way so it's not uh, wrong or it's not um, unusual to receive very different angles and very different answers from different readers uh, because words and humanity necessarily limits the the scope of, you know, how much we can convey of this eternal higher, higher level um, information and also how much we can convey depends on what the person needs to hear right now and etc, etc. But that that's the framework that I have. So now that you know who I am, let's go back to the Akashic Records. So where <laughs> where are they? Right. um. And the term the Akashic Records was introduced by theosophists. So these were the people like Annie Besant and uh, Helen Blavatsky. Um, uh, They were interested in Buddhism and Hinduism. Um, uh, Helena Blavatsky, um, she died in 1891, right? So that's kind of 19th century. Um, Said that the Akashic records uh, are like indestructible tablets of astral light that are recording both the past and the future of human thought and action. She herself did not use the word Akashic but uh, she referred to those tablets in the um, bible in the bible um, sometimes Christians ask well but why are there no Akashic records mentioned in the bible well yes there are um, there are actually many references to the book of life right or the book of the records uh, in the Quran they're mentioned as well as the book uh, where you know past and future is recorded and um, and we know the term Akashic Record, I think now through Edgar Casey, who was doing his soul readings when he was in a trance. Now, um, the notion of the Akashic Record, it exists since the late um, 19th century, so 1880 something. Um, and it was taken from Hindu and, um, uh, uh, Buddhist scriptures to an extent, um, in that, um, there was records in Akasha, uh, in a field that records, um, Everything that is thought and done, um, permanent records. And they, um, those occultists, so for example, um, there was a Henry Steele Olcott uh, who wrote a Buddhist catechism in 1881. He wrote that, um, that in Buddhism i don't know if it's true but he wrote that that in buddhism um, they clearly held to permanency of records in the akasha and the potential capacity of man to read them when he was evolved to the stage of true individual enlightenment so at the time it was considered that yes you can read the akasha you can read uh, uh, kind of that book of life in in that fine plane akasha means ether the fifth element the divine force the mind of God, if you like. Well, you can read the mind of God when you have evolved to the level of God. To an extent, this is still true. Direct access to the mind of God is, um, of course, you get there when you're enlightened. But um, in the past decades, um, there were many people who said, well, no, now we have a dispensation. We're entering a new age in Earth's history where those records are open to everyone. In practice, in practice, uh, it's not that simple. If you've tried reading the records for yourself, you know that it's not automatic the fact that you say a prayer and ask questions uh, it doesn't give you any answers just like that boom, voila and they appear it doesn't work like that uh, it takes practice and it takes some structure to work through and the clarity of your answers and the clarity of your knowledge um, of your you know receiving knowledge it um, Depends also on your spiritual state, um, on your practice. But what is true is that the threshold, the level, the access point, let's say, is lower now than what you would think, right, from those first writers, Then, oh, no, first I have to get enlightenment, and then I can attempt (laughs) to access the Akashic records. That entry point is much lower because... Um, the high beings have decided to meet us midway. So they transmit information to us and we raise our vibration through prayers um, or visualizations, meditations that have been channeled. So we raise our vibration and... Let's say our helpers on spiritual planes, they lower their vibration a little bit. We meet halfway and they give us the answers that we seek. So that access to the Akashic Records, it's, um, let's say, guarded, monitored based on our ability to receive information. For example, some people take it very literally. They hear that, oh, the Akashic Records is the energetic library of everything that happens. So it's kind of like the spiritual internet. Okay, so can you tell me the name and surname of a person <laughs> I can't find through other channels and their address, preferably? Um, and as you can imagine, the answer is no. It doesn't work. (laughs) Well, maybe, I don't know, but uh, it's usually, right, it's it's not the function of the Akashic Records to give names, surnames, addresses, companies, uh, annual income, or... whatever, right? Expenses, (laughs) how many taxes they paid in the year 2021. It's possible, right? That information can and probably is stored energetically, but it's just that we are not um, going to receive it, most likely, right? Um, Because it's... If, if we can't get it through our physical channels, then we don't need it uh, in spiritual channels. So, what we receive is conditional on our level of evolution, on the questions that we ask, and it's kind of given on a need-to-know basis. Um, if you want to direct access to the akashic records then you go the old way and get enlightened <laughs> and then talk to god and read the mind of god as a, as a god yourself right so that's uh, that's the gist of it now how do we know that the akashic records do exist well we can't prove it, right? We know through um, sometimes accurate future predictions, right? Um, we know that the records exist um, because sometimes even people who haven't, um, you know, received any trainings um, or otherwise initiation. Um, they are able to tap into information, receive some very accurate information, accurate clarification uh, of events, even dates, um, about past civilizations, about uh, past events, you know, uh, people who lived in the past, visions. Um, In terms of Future, it's a bit of a tricky question, but some people get very obsessed with with the future in the Akashic records. Um, The future, however, is not set in stone. Um, But from the point of view of higher dimensions, the reality is not linear like we see it. It's not past, present, future. It's uh, more of a quantum field of potentials, right? Possibilities and multivariance. Uh, but sometimes the information is very clear. Also, sometimes um, art uh, such as, you know, writing books, texts or songs or visions, visuals, pictures, drawings, uh, ideas, scientific ideas, scientific discoveries have come through in a, let's say supernatural way, right? In dreams, um, or in a you know a state uh, in between sleeping and waking, for example, in, right after awakening, right, or when you are like half awake, half asleep. Um, in the old days, um, this was practiced um, in various spiritual. Um, communities or spiritual teachings right religions for example the night prayers like right you wake up in the middle of the night you're half awake half asleep and you stand in prayer for sometimes an hour right sometimes a few minutes Uh, and one would say well that's extreme sleep deprivation and is ridiculous Um, but those um, kind of you know, practices, they take you into an altered state where you your conscious mind is not awake yet, and your body is not. But the your psychic faculties, your other <laughs> other other extrasensory perception, uh, it is then unhindered so you can receive information through other channels and maybe even you don't consciously understand it in a half-asleep half-awake half, asleep, half, half awake state but then when you wake up or say in normal waking hours you notice that some something changed in your perception or that ideas come to you more naturally uh, so those, uh, they're like different different ways um, to connect to that reality. Um, and so ultimately then the Akashic records, we can also call them, right, the divine mind. But from a more technical viewpoint, um, the Akashic records are also located in a place. They are tied in to planet Earth. So, um, some people say that the Akashic records are in the astral plane. And you could say that, oh, well, you know, from uh based on this like half dreaming half waking accessing them in those states of maybe uh, when you are you know creating something right so trying to find an inspiration for a painting or a song or a piece of music and and the music comes right and the colors just come to you so it it has to do with you know some form of altered state of consciousness that is not not waking consciousness so um however i personally believe astral uh, akashic records have nothing to do with the astral plane because the astral plane is the plane of emotions astral plane is where you get stuck uh with your unresolved emotions astral plane has its inhabitants which are which can be thought forms and you know so called ghosts or people who uh, souls who are stuck between incarnations who cannot proceed, or or let's say fragments of souls, between incarnations who are stuck in the astral plane because they have an addiction, for example, or or because they have an unresolved emotion. Let's say they are in, in love with someone and they're just roaming forever suffering, or they like to smoke and they can't leave a particular creation right of their of their mind where they just want to inhale the smoke or whatever so astral plane is emotional plane is tied in with our thinking uh, our thinking influences our emotions um, right, and our emotions influence our body and our our health and our physical reality. But none of this has to do with the akashic records. We can get insights and information through, of course, the astral and the mental planes, but the akashic records exist higher. Um, higher than those, right? They are higher vibrational reality. So they have nothing to do with our emotions or our mind, but of course we can interpret them through those fields, through our emotions and mind. And that's also the difference between an Akashic Record reading and a psychic reading, because... A psychic, um, well, let's say classically, that's kind of general psychic reading, right? It normally accesses your um, the astral level, the astral body, the, the etheric body, right? It's, um, it's it's so kind of this um, aura around you, or or when people say, "What is the color of my aura?" For example, it's that that field around you, right, that reflects your emotions, your your feelings, your attachments, your your connection to, to others, etc., so it is this etheric uh, field around you. But the Akashic records are on a more subtle plane, so not every psychic can access the Akashic records. Sometimes they say they can access the Akashic records, And many people believe, um, well there are two ideas, (laughs) one group of people believes the Akashic records are about the future for whatever reason, I'm not sure why, Um, and go on, you know, for a very long time about the future and uh, what they predict and how can we know that everything is written down and then go into discussions on predestination and that everything is laid out. etc, etc. And then another group of people believes that the Akashic records are all about the past, since they are a a library, right, Uh, that records everything somehow, that the field is very subtle uh, and it records every event, every thought uh, that happened on planet Earth. So then they must be all about the past and so I can go there to Um, receive information about past lives. But in reality, because this field is so subtle and so refined, and because it is higher dimensional, it also has a quality of non-duality. It does not know right or wrong, past or future. Um, So there is a very different quality to the Akashic Records. It is beyond the astral and the mental planes it is not the same so it has nothing to do with the color of your aura or or you know what what you are feeling or what someone else is feeling and and so on it's a much colder space from from that respect so it's not an emotional space um, but it's also a higher vantage point because it provides very impartial information. Then, of course, as a reader, you have to translate it. And then the method you use will depend on your personality, on your skills as a reader. That's a different thing. But the records themselves are, are, are very, very neutral. They don't have emotions or feelings or, or judgments or like right and wrong. This is right. This is wrong. So it doesn't exist. So some people say the akashic records are in third dimension. some say in the seventh di- or in the fifth dimension we are in the third dimension, right? The, the records are in the fifth. Some say in the seventh. I think what's important um, here is that this dimension does not have linear time and also does not have linear space. This being said, the access to the records is regulated by planet Earth. The records are part of the field of Earth, the planet Earth. If you like, part of the electromagnetic field. That's where it gets interesting. With all the studies on electromagnetism and you know the uh, curious curious things that have been happening, they are a part of the structure of planet Earth, the way it was created. And um, well, there were even some conspiracy theories that said um, recently. Um, that uh, the akashic records are a scam and <laughs> and that if you go there they will convince you to reincarnate I, i've no idea who they are but that particular guy he always has um they there's always they the, the bad guys who try to you know they Anyway, they're they're always they. So um, <laughs> I'm not going to go into much, much detail, but uh, then there is, you know, that they will convince you to reincarnate. Well, you should not do that. So right, don't, don't go uh, and don't get, don't get convinced. So now, you know, when you, when you die, don't listen. And, uh, you know, don't, don't go for reincarnation that. I'm all, I'm all for it. So, um, But um, conspiracy theories aside, there is actually a a point there in that the way Earth, the field and the, the biofield, the magnetic field of the Earth works, the connection to it is through the core of the Earth and the core of the Earth acts as a portal to go out in the higher levels in the kind of the Earth's atmosphere. So the location of the Akashic Records would be in other dimensional reality that can be accessed through the portal at the center of the Earth, the energetic portal way. So to to give you a visual, like imagine that the center of the Earth has such a strong magnetic core, such high magnetism that it's like a black hole almost. It's like a diamond, like a black diamond, right? So hard pressed, uh, so structured. And if you use it as a portal way to other worlds, to other realities, it will propel you out, out of the earth, out from the earth, into the ether, because Akash means ether, and it's around... Uh, around planet Earth, like a layer of, of atmosphere, only it's not visible to the physical eye. So it's it's like a vortex. It's as if you have, you know, there are those pictures of black holes where time and space bends. So it's something like this. So it, it's like accessing the core of the Earth in order to access a different dimension. And then suddenly you find yourself outside Earth's Earth's limits but so this magnetic and uh, kind of mind-boggling space it has also the quality of recording literally being a book of life so it is intimately connected to planet earth it is our field now you may have heard uh, that other you know other galaxies, whatever. So where does all of this information come from? Well, it's still from our our field. I personally have no idea how other galaxies or planets are made if they have akashic records or not, if there is a universal akashic record or or if only we have, I, I honestly, I have no idea. I've never been on other planets in this body. Or in this mind, or in in journeys, and I haven't been particularly interested to do so either. Uh, I believe they are in different dimensions, different realities, and I'm sure there is a similarity because it's all 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 the world of creation. So it follows, you know, some some structure. Um, but in this lifetime, the Earth's uh, <laughs> the Earth's job is enough for me, personally. Um, but for us, then on planet Earth, this is the structure of the of the Akashic records. It's it's intimately connected to Earth reality. It is um, a, a, like a field around the earth that can be accessed through the center of the earth through inside that's why some channelers uh, have said oh no the akashic records are inside the earth uh, there was a woman valerie valerie something who passed away last year and, and um, i remember she had a channeling from uh Sirius I think of Pleiades and they said no the akashic records are inside the earth and then you have the uh, hermetic uh, Kabbalah and uh, kind of those teachings that say oh the akashic record is a shield around the earth it's like a shield well based on what I have received it's both because of the nature of of this field where whereby so like the center of the Earth acts acts as a portal to accessing higher dimensions and they say actually the core of the earth is um, is 12 dimensional right Uh, so there is like a crystalline shield Uh, and if this sounds mind-boggling well it is and uh, if you think, well, how am I going to prove it? Well, I can't, right? So that's, that's one take. So I, as I said, you ask 10 different people, they'll give you 10 different answers. But I don't believe the Akashic Records exist only in our minds. In our minds, or rather in our subconscious, we can access uh, past lives. Yes, that's easily accessed through subconscious. That's why I also say that an Akashic Record reading is not primarily a past life reading. Many people seem to think that that's all there is, but it's not. Yes, it can be, but that's not all, because there is more. Your past lives are part of your subconscious. We just kind of have to activate it, and then you learn it. But that information that database is much wider, much bigger. It gives access to information about the Earth and the history of the Earth. Of course, it's much more difficult to work with, because guess what? As advanced souls, we don't want to connect to planet Earth. We want to fly off into ether. And the last thing we want to do is to ground. And to go into the center of the earth, no. So part of the problem why some you know many people and who believe themselves to be you know star seeds or advanced souls or you know have spiritual connection, they they just can't. It's they can't they can't receive anything. Well, because they are very very disconnected, right? They just don't want to be here, and in order to be in sync with the Earth. Well, you have to be in sync with the Earth, right? You have to be in sync with the cycles of the Earth, with the seasons, with the sun, with the moon, with the sunrises and sunsets and moon phases, and kind of synchronize your life. You're eating, you're drinking, you're, you're waking up, you're going to sleep. Uh, and the more everything falls in sync, the more you see how how this whole world works, how the planet works, and then you also much easier access um, the akashic records um, and the uh, you know the reality. but um, as I said, now it is true, at this time now, like now in the past few decades, and now it is true we have a dispensation, so we can access the records through intermediaries, through the help of those masters, teachers, and loved ones, so we don't even have to concern ourselves with where, where is the space, right, which dimension it is, fifth or seventh, or center of the earth, or around the earth, or both. But we can also ask for for guidance, for Ascended Masters, for our Akashic Record guides, and that's kind of how most people teach it, because it's much more difficult. Obviously, it will take, you know, a couple of years at least to restructure <laughs> your life, to be in tune with the earth, especially if you don't want to do it, Right? it's much easier to just learn to receive. So in this kind of, I think the difference there is between the channeling and the oracular consciousness, whereby channeling, well, everyone can channel, right? You you just learn to trust your intuition, to, to trust the first thing that comes to your mind after a specific preparation, maybe a prayer or a ritual, and you just channel, and then you switch the channeling off, and you go, it changes you to an extent, but it doesn't, Um, Well, it changes you to the extent you allow it, but you don't impersonate it an Akashic Record reader can still have a very messy personal life, right? Or have addictions, uh, eat, drink, smoke, uh, whatever, right? <laughs> Gradually, um, they will, you know, learn not to harm other people and recognize, you know, the law of consequences. But, um, it, you know, you don't have to be perfect to to channel from the Akashic Records. And don't get me wrong, nobody's perfect, right? Maybe some people have, like, their, uh, their outward lives are very perfect, but their inner lives are not. Um, but gradually, exposure to this space, it polishes you, it, it cleanses you. Um, but um, the deeper connection to the records, it leads you gradually more and more into the that oracular consciousness where you are an oracle, and that means you embody. You begin embodying the teachings, so you can't fully embody the Akashic records because they are not off the physical realm, but through the medium of planet Earth, of Earth energy, you can embody them more and more, it becomes a different experience. They become more grounded in reality and the quality of information you're receiving also becomes very different. So you are able, as to the extent it is available, being in the physical body, you are able to actually embody the teachings of the record. you become an oracle. Uh, it's a very different way of living because now it's your life. Now it's it's who you are. You're an oracle for the records, right? And it's a it's a, a, a set an existence separate from from reality. Let's say. Um, not that you have to live on on the you know, separate island or whatever in the old days they they did build separate islands for oracles um, but uh, but it's a very different but then this knowledge becomes embodied then you live it um, and so that oracular consciousness of course it takes longer to um, achieve and it requires more purification, right, and deeper inner work. Um, And so, let's say it's a different level of working with this information. Um, So, for most people, this entry point into the Akashic records through uh, masters, teachers, and loved ones, or Akashic record guides, right, or a teacher that acts as an intermediary is that first entry point. And then it doesn't really matter. It's enough to know that it's a library of of information. And then as you go deeper, it, it actually may become more interesting to, right, to explore that, oh, okay, this is the fifth dimension, um, the the dimension of um, data, of of information. Uh, So while the Akashic records are outside time and space as we know it, we reach them paradoxically through being synchronized, with our time earth time real time and earth space planet earth earth time meaning the cycles right that i mentioned that the earth works with living through them and earth space meaning connecting to planet earth then it becomes easier To read the records, it becomes easier to work with the records. The readings become much more grounded. And the um, uh, information and the energy that goes through you, it also changes you. Because ultimately, the Akashic Records are part of the energetic and um, electromagnetic structure of planet Earth, just at higher dimensions. So I will leave you at that. Uh, Hopefully it was um, at least partly clarifying, even if partly confusing. And uh, I wish you all the best, many blessings.